Handoff, Damian Williams trying to get to the edge, breaks a tackle, 35, 30, Damian Williams, 20, stays in bounds, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Kansas City! El Williams, acelera Williams, tiene el primer 10, escapa, a la 20, a la 10, touchdown, Damien Williams. Damien Williams peut-être oublié l'affaire avec cette course qui va jusqu'au touchdown. Damien Williams runs to immortality in Chiefs Kingdom. Get ready to welcome your champions. Hello Chiefs Kingdom and welcome back to the Arrowheads Abroad podcast. Um, I'm Owen and tonight I'm joined by Neil. Hello. And Tom. Hey, how you doing? And so it was a, a big win for the Chiefs um, last uh, last night. Um, Sunday Monday, night. Sun, Sun, Sunday night, yeah. Um, against divisional rival. Obviously we lost the first game against um, the Raiders. Uh, so it was, it was kind of like a must-win game for the Chiefs. Um, and I'm sure that everyone is happy with the end result. Um, so what, what did you guys make of the game? Yeah. Uh, Relieved. For the first time in a few weeks, it wasn't a clinic in putting away a bad team. It was relieved to be quite a good team, and it pains me to say that. But if the Raiders draft well in the next draft, they're going to be a real problem next season. Yeah, they, they gave us a good game again. Um, we actually outscored them in pretty much every kind of statistical category, which is nice. I also like the the idea that the Raiders played their best game and lost. I know they've won once this season, but mm. I'm kind of more than okay for them to play the best game if they still can't beat us. You know, I saw a lot of Raiders fans after the game going, um, it is obviously really positive for them. But, you know, we played the perfect game. Uh, we're only getting better. And I was like, well, yeah, you played the perfect game, but you lost. So <laughs> um, it's not like the Chiefs just can't get better at this point. Like, we can also get better. So, yeah, calm down. Yeah, that's a good joke. Yeah, yeah, not a bad uh, summary from both of you. Um, it, it, it was, a, it was again, I, I think I've used this phrase a lot this year because it's been a weird season, but it was a weird game because it was a very competitive game um, for us. Uh, I think the Raiders played really well. They played really well the first time round and, and this second game as well. It, it was a great um, a great contest for us um, and luckily we were able to come out on top thanks to a uh, questionably wide-open Travis Kelsey on the uh, final touchdown of the game. I mean, I, I saw the... Have you seen like the bird's eye view with where each player's yeah. a circle and they move <laughs> yeah. and it's like the, with um oh who was it that was that was way off? It was when Mahomes escaped out to the right. Yeah, Abram, yeah. He just completely moved away from his assignment as soon as Patrick Mahomes left that pocket. Um and just he just darted it straight to Kelsey, um and it was a great play. Um but yeah, wide open, uh, ridiculous. Um which I thought was, it was a, it was a great play, and also obviously with the Jason Witten touchdown in the previous drive, it was a bit edgy because we could have got a, could have got a field goal, and at quarter to four, four o'clock in the morning, I was thinking to myself, oh, I really hope we just go out there and get a touchdown. If we get a field goal, great, it gives us a chance to keep the game going. But I don't think I can keep going. Uh, with, with <laughs> did you stay up for it? Did was. you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah I stayed up. Did you? Know? I was... Yeah, I did. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, but... it was half, half past four. It finished because oh, I got to bed geez. about quarter to five. And I was getting up at quarter to seven to go to work. So, oh my god, I, you went to work! What a hero! I functioned on Monday with two hours sleep, and I say functioned in the loosest sense of the term. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's always a problem with those late night games because it is so much fun to watch an overtime game because it's so intense and it's 
so action-packed but it's just the fact of being able to stay awake for that long and it is just such a slog for British fans watching an overtime game at half four in the morning it's it's crazy I, I don't um, mind I don't mind the kind of the half four five o'clock finishes I I didn't even power nap beforehand I was I was kind of three quarters watching the Colts Packers game so I, I was kind of invested enough to keep me awake uh, and then once I kind of got into the Chiefs game it's like, all right yeah this is going good um, but yeah, I couldn't. I would have struggled with overtime. I think um, purely because I knew I had to get up at quarter to seven for work. So you know, if, well, it would have been five o'clock finish then. That that would have been pushing it. I absolutely, yeah. I absolutely love the the late games. If you're off the next day, if you're off the next day and you can stay up late for a cheese game, it, it, I don't know if it's because it feels naughty that you're awake at like 3am <laughs> watching sport. I don't know, but I I absolutely love it. It's just when you've got work the next day, like I can't I can't commit to commit to that with having work the next day. So I just got up and I just got up about six o'clock, knowing that I could get through the whole game um, before it finished. Um, just going back to the the touchdown at the end, I thought it was a very interesting decision from Abraham, who just wanted to uh, smack anyone that moved in the face throughout the whole game. But it just sums him up. He's a bit of a dickhead, and he made a, he made a dickhead play because the Chiefs, the, the Chiefs didn't even have a timeout. So if Patrick Mahomes runs and gets the first down, as a, as a Raiders defender, you just go, cool, because the clock's still running with a minute to go. Mm. And then the Chiefs will probably get a couple more plays off, and admittedly they're closer, they get a few more shots to the end zone, but the, the field's condensed. It's just, it, you know I know we're, we're obviously very good in the red line now, but I mean there's no guarantee. There's no guarantee we score, and then that game does go to overtime. So it's just a bit of a boneheaded move, and it's just quality from the best quarterback in the league, isn't it? Yeah. Did either of you really doubt we were going to score a touchdown no. on that last drive? No. When I saw Patrick Holmes moving that ball like he was, like in that whole drive, I thought, oh, we're scoring here. Like we 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 have won this game. Like the, the way he was moving that ball in the final drive, it was like it was. Like a, like a warm-up. It, it was crazy how meticulous that final drive was. Um, you wouldn't have thought the game was on the line at all, the way he was playing. Um, but yeah, it, it was one of those classic like Mahomes Chiefs moments where I g- did genuinely think to myself, like, yeah, this is like this is okay. Like We're fine. Like, yeah. We'll be all right. <laughs> it's it wasn't, so strange. The thing is, like, if we'd have needed a touchdown, I'd have been slightly more nervous, but still think, ah, we'll probably do it. But the fact that we only really needed a field goal and he didn't have to force anything. I think when they when, when quarterbacks have to start forcing things, they need a touchdown, then it becomes a little bit different. But knowing you need a, a field goal, you, ha- you, you haven't got to go as far, you haven't got to punch into the end zone. That, that, that kind of room to make a mistake is a, is a bit wider when you only need a field goal because you don't have to push it as much. So I was pretty confident that we'd at least get the field goal to go to, to, go to overtime. But, um, I mean... How good does it feel to have a quarterback that can do a two-minute drill in one minute? Yes, <laughs> oh, it's not bad. But, the, but then it gave them an opportunity potentially to, and they had twenty-eight seconds. Yeah, twenty-eight seconds. Oh. Okay, um, right. I love this. So, Derek Hart apparently played the perfect game. I mean, yeah. that didn't look very perfect with thirty seconds to go. The first play, he just throws the interception and finishes the game. So, I mean, I, I'll tell perfect. you what. I, okay. I needed that returned for a, uh, a pick six because I had a bet on the game and I had a seven-way accumulator of which six of them had come up and the only one I didn't have was the Chiefs by seven and a half and we were up by four and I think, 
Fucking return it. Well, yeah. I need a pick six here, and he intercepts it. I was like, yeah, go on, Sorensen, do it for me. No, not a chance. You're so right. When when there was the change of possession, um, the broadcasting uh, broadcasting queue had a little shot of Derek Carr on the side sidelines with Hunter Renfro, and they were going through a play, and he was like giving him instructions with his hands and all of this. And then the first play, he threw the interception. <laughs> right, just go just go and have a look at my Twitter. I've got a before and after, and it's just genius because before the staff, he's got all these ideas, and then he just throws it straight to Dan Sorensen. He's just brilliant. Yeah, and can we talk about Dan Sorensen coming up in the clutch again <laughs> for the Chiefs? He's one of those players where he's not massively consistent, but he makes plays when he needs to, and he <laughs> does the job. And I love Dan Sorensen so much, and I feel like every one of these moments I have, he has my love for him just grows stronger and stronger. I think he's a great player for this Chiefs team. Just, and yet, people talk each season about you know. Where can we save cap money? Well, you could cut Sorensen and you'd, you'd save three million from Sorensen. So, you know, that's... Um, He's probably you know, worth that three million, to be fair to Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it, I'm guilty of that myself. Like, I would have said at the end of last season, yeah, we'll cut Sorensen, save three million, mm. knowing that some of the contracts that were coming up. But um, he is our second best player at adding win percentage on the defence. Yeah. And he's... Um considered a starter over situational player at 1-4-0 at the moment as well Yeah. so you know he he's very very clutch, uh, just draw back the curtain a little bit, we were looking in the off season weren't we about doing a podcast to do with the cap and where we could save yes. money and then we, we quickly realised that none of us could do it um, <laughs> we scrapped the idea um, but I think just about all of us would have had us um, cutting Dan Sorensen in the off season so it, it just shows doesn't it yeah, it was an easy three million, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was still about twenty-four million down <laughs> if I was signing my homes. <laughs> so, the amount of time we wasted with an over-the-cap website going, oh, I, yeah, I could cut him, I could trade him, and then it just no one talked about it after about two weeks, and yeah. I just kind of got the impression everyone was in the same situation I was, where they traded Chris Jones. Signed yes. Patrick Mahomes, cut Darren Sorensen, but we're still about twelve million down on the cap. <laughs> it just makes you appreciate work. Brett Veach and the job he's yeah, done yeah. even more. Yeah, definitely. Like the the wizardry with his seventeen dollars that he had. Um no, hundred and seventy seven, wasn't it? Um and he he signed like half the team to extended contracts. It's just nuts. Yeah, it is crazy. Really. Yeah, I don't think there's enough times we can talk about Brett Veach's impact on the on this team and, and how he's managed to like almost manipulate the cap and, and just work his magic and, and just pull off what he has because um, I feel like yeah it, it's one of those common talking points again of just how insanely good our front office and, and, and our non-player staff are on the Chiefs they're just so solid all the way through from top to bottom do, um, do you kind great. of worry that at some stage it's going to catch up with us like sh- surely I, I know the cap is kind of like malleable and you can you know, you can play with it as much as you like if you're creative in how you structure things. But they always say, like, at the end of the day, it it will catch up with you. Do you think Veach can stay ahead of it, or is it going to catch up with us at some stage? It depends on how well we draft, I think. I think if we can keep young, cheap talent coming in and, and we keep hitting on these late-round draft picks like your... your um... Wharton. Yeah, yeah, your Whartons and, and etc. Sneed. Um, yeah, Sneed, exactly, another one. Um, if we can keep hitting on those and, and keep pulling in young, cheap talent, then then I think we should be all right. Um, 
it's when those rookies then start demanding those contracts and, and you have to make those tough decisions where you let those young like prospects go because um, I can imagine that happening in the future um, if there are like when, when some of our first or second years at the moment get onto the end of their contracts and then it's decision time on whether we sign them to a big contract or, or, or let them go um, Clyde Edwards Alaire I'm looking at you yeah yeah um, it's it's one of those ones where it's, it's hard to predict the future and obviously not being an expert um, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to make a prediction that I just not qualified to say at all but um, yeah it, I, f- I feel like if we do draft young and, and, and we keep manipulating the cap like we have done then I don't see any reason why Brett Beach can't keep working his magic and the thing is for me I, like I think they say the the biggest the biggest thing is to keep your kind of core together now the Chiefs core is what Mahomes Kelsey Tyreek Hill. Hill Frank Clark Chris Jones Tyron Matthew right yeah. so they're all would you secure. put Schwartz in there as well no, not for me. Just, no. be- just because I think that he's coming to an end in the next, I don't know, five years. So, and you look at the job that Rem has done over the past couple yeah. of weeks. Mm. And don't get me wrong, I'm not underplaying the importance of of Swartz and so many other guys on this team. But I feel like if we keep that, I don't know, six, core of about six players together, and then just cycle the rest with above average, uh, you know, hopefully above average talent from the draft, then. We sh- should continue to be in a in a good position because uh, Mahomes is so good that he's won us so many games already, and he will continue to win his games. So as long as we got Mahomes and his key guys, I think Travis Kelsey. I mean, this year it uh, it's crazy to say it, but this could be Travis Kelsey's peak year as well. It's just ridiculous yeah. the way he's playing. Keep those guys together, and I think I think we'll be absolutely fine. He he's been our leading receiver in six of the game, six of the ten games we've had this season. Wow! I mean, yeah, I mean and he's had four hundred yard ones in that. So he's had a hundred and eight, hundred and nine, hundred and fifty nine, hundred and twenty seven. Yeah, yeah, he's playing ridiculously, isn't he? I mean, Travis Kelsey's third in the league in yards. Receiving. <laughs> in receiving, you got Hopkins, Diggs, Kelsey. Yeah, and I tell yeah. you what, Kelsey's only what ten yards behind Diggs and. Uh, 16 yards behind DeAndre Hopkins, so mm-hmm. um, oh, it's just utterly ridiculous, really. <laughs> yeah, which two receivers have I got on my fantasy team? Diggs and Hopkins. Really? <laughs> That's yeah. huge. I'm on a roll well, at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> I've never really played fantasy football. I, I think I'd, I think I could quite quite get into it. I, I had a look at it last year, and then I lost interest when I realised it was like a head-to-head format about someone else. I kind of just wanted it to be a bit like. Um, Fancy Premier League, where you just accumulate points week by week, and whoever has the most points in like a league table. So, I think it takes some adjusting. But I'm going to try and get into it next year. I think this has been the first time I've tried it. Um, mm. It's been fun. Like, um, it's given me a reason to keep an eye on some of the other games. Yeah, which I wouldn't necessarily have bothered with in the past. Yeah, I, I think I could get into it. I think I could give it a go. It's probably not good for my health, though. It's just another thing that I could just get <laughs> kind of overly addicted to. Like, and then it's the trouble when you have a like your star players playing against the Chiefs that week, and you just have no idea. Like, you're completely torn on, on what yeah. to do. I mean, obviously you yeah. want the Chiefs to win, but you want this player to 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 play well. And if he catches an insane like 80 yard touchdown, you want to celebrate, but then you're kind of like, oh, <laughs> you just scored on my team. I don't know what to do. <laughs> What you want is a Chiefs who's about 40 points up at that stage and then he can yeah, do that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like a, or if you had Nick Chubb on your fantasy team and then he did what he did the other 
the other week when he was running down the sideline and he just stepped out of bounds just so they could uh, like kneel it and just end the game. Friend of mine, that? friend of mine had him, and Did as he? soon as that happened, he tw- he messaged me and he was like, "What the hell? <laughs> I needed <laughs> six points here." And he steps out no, of bounds at the one. <laughs> oh dear. But yeah, it's a bit of a. Uh, it does make you a lot more anxious and on edge on game day. Um, I played it a couple of years ago. I've, I can't say I've ever I've gone back to it, but it is good fun um, if you can control your nerves. Those. Yeah. Yeah, um, but it was obviously a close game um, against the Raiders, and the first time was uh, very close. But obviously, the result was the other way around. Um, so, what do you think went differently for the Chiefs this time around to uh, get the win in Las Vegas? Carr didn't hit on the deep ball. Did he try the deep ball? Um, <laughs> I, don't I, could, really... I could find that out. Yeah, um... I, th- I think it was more a case of like the key- the Chiefs probably adjusted on defense and on offense. So, I mean, that was kind of perfect. I think Mahomes. Was a was a lot. I mean, they they mentioned it multiple times on the broadcast, didn't they? That Mahomes was getting the ball out a lot quicker. I think that helped. Travis Kelsey had a massive game. He had what a hundred and twenty-seven yards. Yeah. He had a hundred and two yards, which was um, mm-hmm. good as well. So, um, and Clyde Edwards-Helaire, he he had sixty-nine yards, two touchdowns, which was more than could be said for Josh Jacobs. So and Bell got his first touchdowns as chief as yeah, well, um, which is always good to see. I feel like when Kelsey and Hill both have good game, like in the same game, it's hard to beat the Chiefs teams when they're both hitting and they're both catching their passes and they're both getting down the field. Like, like what 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 can you do as as an opposing defense? It's it's, it's one of those ones where it is it is scary to see both those guys play yeah, well at the same it's time. A good, it's a good job they did as well because yeah, um, we had Watkins out. It, it seemed mm-hmm. like McCall wouldn't have. I mean, he played. He did play a snap, didn't he? But I don't think he was obviously not intended to be out there. And if I'm totally honest, I just don't like Demarcus Robinson. He, going back to last year, he dropped passes. Um, I mean, I wouldn't have known without analysts telling me but I believe it was uh, Robinson's fault for the interception as well um, so I don't know just need to get him well away from the team <laughs> <laughs> just, just yeah, causing yeah. problems left right centre <laughs> he has his moments he does have like oh. I'm, I'm, I don't love him but he does have his moments where he, he, he makes a nice play and he, and he almost shows his potential but it's just like you said it's just not consistent enough and he does make too, mm. like a few too many mistakes I think Um He's our fourth yeah. fourth highest receiver. Really? What for yards? Uh, yeah. Did huh. you know that the Chiefs are fourth in the NFL for most drop passes? I didn't know that. Though. Really? Mm. That's, a, that's a good start. Oh well, yeah. I would imagine he's quite high up on that list. Well, I'm going to click into it and see if I can find out. But <laughs> he's 20, 27 receptions from thirty-eight targets. Surely Edelman's got to be up there as well. He's had a good few this season as well, hasn't he? Mm. Well, it's just, I mean, I suppose that's going to be a case of the Chiefs throw the ball more as well. Interestingly enough, mm-hmm. Tampa Bay themselves are the second with most passes dropped, so that'll be good. Really? So, you know, but wonder... That was one one other thing about the game that turned it in our favour was the Raiders dropped a couple of crucial um, passes. There were a fullback <laughs> dropped two in a row. Aguilar dropped one deep on the right sideline, didn't he? Yeah, Aguilar's one was bad. Who who was in coverage on that play? Was it was it Ward that was in coverage on that play? Oh, I'm not sure. Because the funniest thing, he got up and he did the like no and like oh, scratched his arms over. I was like, bro, you got beat. Yeah, <laughs> he just dropped, like you were nowhere to be. That is nothing to do with you, bro. 
<laughs> when corners do that, yeah, oh, it's like, really oh, that was all me. That was like, all what me. are you celebrating? It just doesn't make any sense. It's like we got a replay. So you got burned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that yeah. wasn't. I was relieved he dropped it though because he was gone. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tell me about it. Um, and you say history. that like you say that like Carl wasn't hitting on his deep balls, um, and he still had more yards per pass than Mahomes, and they had more yards per play than the Chiefs as well. Um, Carr had 8.9 yards per pass and to, to Mahomes' 7.7. 7. Um, so he was still getting the ball. I mean, that's nearly a first down every throw or every pass. So he, he's not yeah. playing too badly and he, and, he, and he was still slinging it. Uh, I thought Carr played really well. Like, I, yeah, yeah. Know. he's playing his best football against the Chiefs this season. It's crazy. And he's playing his best football this season, full stop. Um, he's playing some great. Oh, I've got, I've got the game on in the background and the Aguilar drop has just come up. <laughs> Number, oh, really? number 35, I believe that is Ward. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I suppose that was a deep pass, as, deep pass attempt from Carr as well, which should have been caught. So and maybe we're doing him a dis, discredit there, but I don't really care because I don't like him. So it's just one of those. Isn't it? I mean, the, the one thing I would say with those yards per attempt and all that jazz is that Mahomes was forced to check down by the Raiders multiple, multiple times. Um, he still ended up with 348 yards to cast 275. Um, so, we, but you, we... you say he was supposed to check down. I'm just looking at the stats. Uh, there's one which is intended air yards, which is how far the pass is meant to travel down the field, like where the re- how far down the field the receiver is. And Mahomes for the game, his receivers were on average 8.1 yards, yep. and Cars were 7.4. So Cars was actually throwing shorter than Mahomes was. Yeah. So that's what I was saying earlier. I just I, I think the Chiefs probably adjusted and was like, okay, Carr, you're not going to beat us deep, um, like you did the first time we played, and and that was probably the key to it. I mean, that that first half though was a bit ridiculous because the Raiders were just going down and scoring, and I mean the Chiefs were doing the same. But I was just this someone has got to, <laughs> someone do something. So how much of that was the Raiders playing well, and how much of that was our defense playing badly? <sighs> I just don't even know anymore. I, I think Gruden calls some good games. I think he just has the Chiefs' number at the moment, and he seems to be. Because if we're totally honest, the Rays were in it till right at the end. So, I mean, they they played well enough to be in a game with the Chiefs. So, I I don't think the Chiefs' defense was particularly bad. I, I don't know. I just thought they played. I thought the Raiders just played well. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. Yeah, yeah, I think they played a really good game, and they are, they do, uh, like you said, they do match up against this Chiefs team really well. Uh, and like I said, Carl's playing his best football. Gruden's calling some of his best football, um, and when that's happening, it, it it's, it's a good game for us, and it's a fun game to watch, um, and it's a difficult game to play in. Um, but obviously, with the Raiders playing their best football and the Chiefs playing how they're playing this season, the Chiefs still have a three-game lead to the Raiders, and we've split the series. Um, so we still do have the upper hand in the AFC West um, as we still sit on top quite comfortably and second in the AFC as well. And one interesting thing that I saw earlier today was if the playoffs started today, we would face the Raiders at Arrowhead in the wildcard round because they're going to be the seventh seed at the moment. Um, so I, how, do you, how do you guys feel about coming up against the Raiders in the playoffs? Well, this is what I was going to ask you. I mean, if you had the choice now to play the Ravens or the Raiders... Who do you even take? Because the Raiders, the, the Ravens, uh, any yeah. day. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That's what that's what the most ridiculous thing about that is, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, crazy. He's just they seem to be playing so well. The Raiders, at least against us. Yeah. That, 
and and the Ravens just seem all over the place this year. So it's crazy how quick things can turn around, and that's kind of, I guess, the problem with having a gimmicky quarterback in Lamar Jackson, where I, I've still never seen him when the Chiefs have. Every, it's the same as as with Deshaun Watson. They're great players, but against the Chiefs for some reason it just seems like they just run around a lot behind the line of scrimmage and Lamar Jackson hasn't proved he could throw so I mean I'd be scared of playing the Raiders in the in, in the playoffs to be honest yeah I think this felt like a play this this was a good game to have now in that you want to be playing tough games to get you into the playoff swing and this mm. felt like a playoff game yeah, um, yeah. So I think from that point, it's like the Bucks game this weekend and the Saints, and I think we've got the Dolphins coming up as well. They're all going to mm-hmm. be tough enough games now. We've got a yeah, Tampa Bay, Denver, Miami, New Orleans. Like there's three difficult away games coming up. That, that are, this is a time of the season you want those games to get yourself into that kind of playing tough teams, getting into the playoff mode kind of things. Um, it, I think it's it's lining up well for us and kind of. To finish the season strong against good teams. Um, having said that, I'm not sure. I'd, I, there's other teams I would rather play against, and not the Raiders in the playoffs, if that's at all possible. Yeah. Yeah, I just I like the fact that the Steelers are still hanging around because it means that the Chiefs can't take the foot off the gas either. Yes, I think they've absolutely. got. I think if the Chiefs were, I think if it's a normal year and the Steelers are say, I don't know, a couple of losses down and then. The Chiefs would be kind of running around, running away with the AFC a little bit, and then obviously we walked into the playoffs. So I think it's I think it's a good thing for the Chiefs, especially with that Super Bowl hangover, which we haven't experienced yet. I think the fact that the Steelers have kind of got that bounty on their head that we can go after them week in week out. I think that's really really good in a way for the Chiefs. I just I do worry if we're actually going to manage to get the first seed because the Steelers look strong and. Um, with our schedule, week, week schedule. With, with our easy. schedule, with our schedule though as well. It, it, if we drop another game, then all of a sudden it's it's looking like a bit of an issue to get there, isn't it? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we do, like you said, Neil, we do play some tough competition coming up, um, and it'll be a. It's one of those things where yeah, it, it's great to have those games where it's the the stakes are a bit higher because you're playing a better opponent and it gets you ready for that playoff atmosphere. But you also don't want to burn out in that time. You don't want to put your foot completely on the gas and then just run out of momentum as you go into the playoffs. And if we do drop a couple of those games, it's going to shake us a little bit um, going in. And with the Steelers, the way the Steelers are looking and the way their, their remaining schedule is looking, they, they could go undefeated this season. They could go 16-0 and and just carry that, that one seed into, into the playoffs and then meet a team in the divisional round. And if we've got the two seed, we won't meet them until the conference game at least. Mm. Yeah. So they could be 17-0 and by the time we eventually play the Steelers this season and then and then who knows or 16 and 0 no 17 and 0 yeah 17 yeah 17 yeah. so it'll be an interesting playoff uh, this, Mind this the Steel- Steelers do still have to play the Ravens the Ravens can do us a massive massive favour there because mm. um, yeah, if they if they beat them then we hold the tiebreaker over the Steelers um, and if we both finish 15 and 1 for example then we're the number one seed so Whenever the Ravens Steelers game gets played, which is Sunday, what sun, Sunday at six fifteen for us or something like that, yeah. um, we're, we're all Ravens watch. fans on Sunday. Yeah, is that is that this Sunday? Yeah, yeah. That's, I think so. Yeah. Oh wow! So it's Ravens Ravens Steelers and then straight into uh, Chiefs Bucks then because Bucks yeah. Chiefs is nine twenty five, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'm really yes, forward yeah. to that game. It'll be a good one. 
Um, and that is obviously our next opponent going into uh, Tampa Bay and taking on Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Um, are you guys looking forward to the game? Uh, what do you think the result will be and how do you think the Chiefs will play? I'll let you go, Neil. Ask all the, I, I don't know why I just asked all the questions all at once. I just threw them all out there. Um, we have so many questions, yeah. Um, I think Tampa Bay have struggled a bit over the past couple of weeks. Uh, we were, when we were talking before we started recording here, um, I think it was you said, Owen, like on paper, Tampa Bay are a really, really good team and they haven't quite lived up to that. And I thought you were absolutely spot on. Yeah. Like that. On paper, they look really, really good. But on the field, I'm not massively convinced. I've seen bits of a few of their games, and I've kind of, I've not been as impressed as I should be by them, if that makes sense. Um, so I think they'll give us a tough game, but I also think we can win this. Um, I, I know their defense is good, but our offense is better. Their offense should be good, but they're capable of dropping an absolute stinker as well. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think we can win and we will win, but it, it'll be similar to the Raiders game. It'll be close and it'll be a hard-fought game. Yeah, the the thing that scares me about uh, about the Bucks is they've got what, the fifth-best uh, defense and then their offense has got so, so much talent that... It is worrying if they if they manage to put both of those sides of the ball on the field on the on a <laughs> on Sunday, then it might be a bit of an issue. The, the one thing that I worry about with the Bucks is that if Tom Brady decides to try and throw at his abundance of weapons, is that I'm not sure how good our cornerbacks are going to be able to cope. So I am slightly concerned. Uh, and I think we're going to need our pass rush again to try and get to Tom Brady, which has been pretty much non-existent for a few weeks now, mm. um, which is another story. But yeah, we're going to need to put pressure on Tom Brady. Exactly the same situation as when he was at the Patriots. We played a lot of these games where you just got to try and put some pressure, try and hit Tom Brady as much as possible because we don't want him having plenty of time to find the likes of Mike Evans and... You know, I don't want to see Gronkowski. Gronkowski. <laughs> I don't want to see him either. Um, Antonio Brown's going to be on the field as well, I imagine. So they've got enough to cause us problems, that's for sure. Uh, I was listening to Charles and Terrors on the Yahoo Sports mm-hmm. podcast this morning, and they were talking about the books. And they were saying that one thing Brady's missing that he had in New England that he doesn't have in Tampa Bay is a running back to throw it to. And they're saying maybe get, you know, LaShawn McCoy more involved. And I was thinking, ka-ching, fumbles. <laughs> oh, you carry that loaf of bread out there, LaShawn. And <laughs> yeah, by all means, throw it to LaShawn McCoy. Not a problem. <laughs> I'd rather him throw it to LaShawn McCoy than throw it to Antonio Brown or Mike Evans. So yeah, Absolutely. I'm, I'm more than in for if he wants to throw it to... The Sean McCoy. I can get on board of that all day. I, I, I love those guys. So, <laughs> I mean, Therese, that sounds like a great idea to me. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Tampa Bay are one of those really weird teams, though. I mean, they, they they went in and beat the Packers 38-10 to earlier in the season, and then they got absolutely rooted by the Saints 38-3. to They came really close to losing to the Giants. That was 25-23 to game a couple of weeks or a few weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. And they just came off a loss to the Rams, like a three-point loss to the Rams. I mean, they're, they're such an up-and-down team. They have incredible mm. performances where they really like 
show their potential and really show how dangerous this team can be. And then they have games where they just completely fall apart and they just seems like they're just not on the right page at all, whether it's offense or defense. Um, it's a strange team and it just depends on which team shows up to Tampa Bay on Sunday um, because it could be either one of those. And and if if it is a good version of Tampa Bay, then we might be having a bit of trouble on our hands because it was yeah. it, they're they're tough to beat when 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 they are swinging. Um, and like you said, it's a large part of it is because their defense is, is is so good when they're when they're on the right page and they've got so many offensive weapons. We've got Gronkowski, like you said about Antonio Brown's been playing well the past couple of weeks. He's really taken into his role um, as like a third receiver, if you will. Um, but what if if they're all in form and they're all healthy on Sunday. Which receiver or which skill position player are you most worried about for Tampa Bay? Evans, I think. Yeah, I'd go Evans as well. I just don't like the matchup against him against Breland. I don't like him against War- uh, Ward. I just... Sneed! Yeah, where is he? <laughs> Come back! Come back! <laughs> and do you know what the worst thing is? We're putting a lot of hope into Legereus Sneed. And he was really good to start the season, but I don't know. It's a big ask to for a rookie yeah. to go up against against Evans, even if he is available. So I don't know. It's a, it, it's a concern. So yeah, for me it's Gronk though. I mean, it, it's not so much what he can do to get himself open. It, it's what he does when he's got the ball in his hands. Like I, I don't think there are any guys on our teams that, that that's gonna. <laughs> Obviously, they're gonna bring him down, but he's gonna pop a fight. Like the the guy's huge. I just don't see our secondary being able to play with, with against that sort of player at the moment um, the way they've been playing recently um, so yeah I think it's Gronk for me just for the sheer size of him and the sheer power the guy has and he's been playing really well these past few weeks as well for the Bucks he's had a couple of nice catches and he and he does seem to be his old self again uh, and that Tom Brady and Gronk connection hasn't gone down just yet hasn't died just yet the, the, I think um, as we said earlier the key is put Tom Brady under pressure yeah. if you can get in his face particularly up the middle it's been the same for a number of years now. If you can get pressure up the middle on Tom Brady, you'll force bad throws and we'll come out of this game with a win. If we can't get pressure up the middle against Tom Brady, we could have a problem. Uh, to, to me, it's just, the game is as simple as that. Uh, our offence, I, I don't doubt, will put up points, but can we stop their offence doing the same? And that, that's where it's going to be won or lost. Yeah, I just hope we come out on the right side of a few holding calls yeah. <laughs> that don't get don't get flagged because I feel like Breland in particular likes a hold. Um, yeah, he's only shown it the past few weeks. Yeah, yeah, I could. You just got to hope we get a lenient, a lenient officiating crew. <laughs> and yeah, I, I just wonder have we got any? I know Neil, you said you're not really worried about the offense. I kind of am in terms of outside of Kelsey and and Hill. It's, do we know? I'm guessing McCall will probably be okay yes. this week. Um, yeah. How far is Sammy off? How far? Yeah, know, Sammy is... Watkins is back. He's in, back yeah, in full practice. Oh, that's okay. great to hear. Yeah, I think I think the last few weeks have kind of made me realise how much we miss Sammy Watkins when he's not there. Mm. Um, I don't think McCall's ready to step into that role yet. But I, you know, I've criticised McCall in the past, but he's been. Playing a bigger part in the offense recently, I know he was he only played that kind of one snap, but even that one snap against the Raiders was pretty clutch from him. So he, I'm hoping he's turned a corner and we can see more of him because he's definitely got the potential to, you know, with the speed he's got. So I'm really hoping we can continue to see more out of uh, Nicole. Yep. Yeah, I'd like to see him continue to develop. Um, and like you said, having Watkins back it will be so huge for us um, because, like you said, he is one of those players that you. 
you don't realize what you're missing until he's gone uh, sort of thing um so with him back and if he has a good game uh yeah we should be in a much more confident position to go ahead and win that game on sunday um it should be fun though i mean there's two really good teams going up against each other um tom brady and Mahomes meeting for what is it the third time now or the fourth, fourth time fourth fourth and what are they are they one two and one two brady. yeah two, two one brady, brady yeah yeah um you can't imagine they'll meet again either unless it's this super bowl this year yeah you wouldn't you wouldn't have thought that like every four years against the bucks brady's not been playing in four years so yeah, it'd be weird to see an NFL without Brady, though. It's strange. It would be crazy, wouldn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, it's going to be a weird day, the day that he that he announces retirement. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so relish it whilst it lasts, I'll say, because this might be yes. the last time that Mahomes and Brady uh, do face off against each other. And hopefully we can uh, even up that series and, and bring it to 2-2 two and two before before he does hang up the cleats. Yeah, I think Mahomes will have that in his in his sights as well. <laughs> I think he, I, I just really hope that they um, really compete with the with the Bucks physicality because I think that's yeah. I'm really 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 concerned about it. So, yeah, they're a big body. See that, yeah, uh, I know you mentioned it earlier as well um, about trying to get down Evans and guys like that, and I just I think we're a bad tackling team as well. I hate it. There's a lot of nightmares going on here. <laughs> I'm just nervous about the game in general because it's one of those that you could just see us slipping up here. Yeah. And like you said with penalties as well. I mean, against the Raiders, we had 10 penalties for 89 yards. Yeah. That's nearly a full field of, of, of three yards for the Raiders' offense. I mean, that didn't help. We need yeah. to cut down on these penalties as well if we want to stand a chance against these tougher competition and going into the playoffs because they will just kill us and that would come the postseason. Um, that's just really, really dire. Giving up eighty-nine yards on ten yeah, penalties, cool. it's really yeah. cool. And on key downs as well. I mean, Chris Jones lining up offside. It's just it's so Basic it's stuff. so infuriating yeah. because I feel like if Chris lines up correctly, he's still making that play. It's not like he gained an advantage. I know it's a penalty, like it's going to get flagged, but I'm not sure how much advantage he actually got yeah. from lining up yeah. offside. So he blew that play up, and it's just. Great play as well. It was a yeah, really nice so play. Yeah, it's so frustrating when you don't need to do it. Exactly, you know, we go back a couple of years to a play we probably don't want to remember, but D4, just line up offside. You mm-hmm. don't need to do it. You just yeah. don't need to do it. Like, you're not gaining anything, and it's just ruining the play. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we've got to clean that up for sure. And, um, yeah, I think if we can clean that up, that will be a massive help because we can't go giving away 86 yards. It's, it's, it's just utterly ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what do you think the score will be uh, against Tampa Bay this weekend? Um, I think I've gone for 20-27 to the Chiefs. I think we'll be able to stop them a couple of times, hold them to field goals a couple of times. Um, and I think we'll just be able to punch it in one one more time than them. Yeah, so at 31-27 I had in my mind there. I think it'll be close, it'll be reasonable scoring, but... I think we'll just we've just got enough to beat them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think the same. I, mean, I feel like we're we're usually on the, on the same page with our predictions. Um, I think it'll be about twenty eight, twenty four, about a four point game, just over a field goal uh, between us. Um, like you said, I, I think we'll both put up enough points, but I think the chief offense will just will just keep firing. And and I know we talked about it a bit before the podcast started. Obviously, he is one of the greatest to uh, ever play the game. But Tom Brady's. N- had a bit of an inconsistent season with, with with his playing, so it's just whether he can be his the best form of himself 
for four quarters whilst Mahomes is his best form of himself most of the time it's it will be tough for him I think um, to make sure that he keeps the offence going and he keeps ticking over against a very strong offence um, so yeah I think we'll, we will just get the better of the Buccaneers this time around um, and yeah but I think it'll be a close game and it'll be a good one to watch as well so I'm really looking forward to it yeah, we've got a good um, good night of football there, haven't we? If we've got the Steelers Ravens before yeah. our game, that could be. Yeah. Especially if the Ravens manage to bag a win, that's going to be that's yes. going to be one hell of an evening if that happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, bit bit of pressure on us if if the uh, Steelers win. So yes. yeah, it's going to be it's going to be whatever happens, it's going to be a really good night of football. So yeah, we're looking forward to it. Um, yeah. Well, thanks again for joining us uh, tonight. Unless you had something else to say. Just, no, just happy, happy Thanksgiving, yeah, everyone. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. Of course, yeah, how did say, I forget? Which we yeah. haven't mentioned. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I feel course. like by the time this podcast comes out, it's going to be... Yeah, it'll be after that. Anyway. Yeah, well, Winding down, yeah. Yeah, yeah. kind of. Well, yeah, I hope you enjoyed your meals anyway, your Thanksgiving <laughs> yes. meals, and uh, enjoy some Thanksgiving football. I know it was a big game for uh, Deshaun Watson today, um, yeah. and I think Washington-Dallas are about to kick off in about yes, five minutes right. for us. About half yeah. nine they start, so... Um, Right, yeah, let's wrap this up then. We'll go watch yeah. it. <laughs> oh, I'm all yeah, right. Fact, it, yeah. Oh, really? Oh, see, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, maybe. I quite we'll like see. the way they play football. Not so much Dallas, but uh, Washington is good fun to watch, I think. Yeah, well, uh, whatever you do with your evening, I hope you uh, you both enjoy it and hope all our listeners enjoy their, their evenings as well and enjoy their Thanksgivings. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll see you on the next one. <laughs>